0: Nick, we have made it to a second episode.
1: All the way to week number two.
0: Who would have thought that?
1: It's a miracle.
0: I definitely didn't think we'd get this <laughs> far. Thanks to everybody that listened to the first episode. Um, if you did, go and follow us on Instagram, if you've got Instagram, which is at mt MTMixtape. Uh, on there, you can find out who's going to be on all the episodes, when the episodes are live all of that kind of business. And if you did listen on Apple Podcasts, you can leave ratings. And if you leave us a five-star rating, it means more people will find us. And that's all good. Also, you'll be our best friend. Yes, you will be our best friend, 100%. How are you doing, Nick?
1: Yeah, not too bad. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, I've not really done anything since the last podcast. Yeah, can't say I have either. All like, right. I was trying to think through what I've done, and other than running and watching TV.
1: I have made yet another quiz.
0: Oh, great. Is there a theme to this quiz?
1: No, it's just five rounds. A bit of general knowledge, yeah. some picture rounds. I can't even remember what else is on there, but.
0: I know for the people that listened last time, they'd want to know have you sorted out your hair yet?
1: Have I sorted out? I have not sorted out my hair yet, no. It's kind of growing out into not such a bad shape, but our new Clippers did arrive, and I did cut Stephen's hair the other day, and I've got to say, I'm quite proud of how I did.
0: Did he do better than you did?
1: No, I did better than him, definitely.
0: Of course, of course.
1: His hair looks a lot nicer.
0: (laughs) Right, who is on the magical episode number two?
1: So on today's episode we have a close friend of mine, Ann Connor's, she went to Bird College with both of us and her name is Ginny Gould. She um, graduated last year due July 2019, same as us, and went straight into her first job over in France but we'll let her tell you more about that.
0: Amazing, let's get right into it shall we?
1: Welcome to Ginny Gould. Hello, Ginny. How are you doing today?
2: Hey, Nick. I'm good, thanks. How are you?
0: Yeah, good. Getting by. Are you excited to be on the magical episode two?
2: I am very excited. I'm the second ever guest you've had on this show. I'm ready for my legacy.
0: We didn't think we were going to get this far, so. <laughs> yes, definitely.
2: You're exceeding everyone's expectations.
0: Let's get straight down to the questions. How did you get into theatre?
2: Well, when I was two years old, my mum said I was an absolute nightmare. She'd never met a child that naughty before. So basically, she took me to the doctor and was like, what's wrong with this one? There is something up. And he said, she's got ADHD, so you need to put her in some kind of high-energy sport that will kind of discipline her in some way. So mum took me to dancing, and that's kind of the end of that. Um. And from there, obviously, you did dance classes from a very young age and you kind of knew people who kind of got into Amdram, you know, did the classic Annie as a child and then did Brilliant. some school shows. Yeah, I mean, everyone's done Annie, haven't they?
0: I haven't. And I'm so happy that I haven't. I actually haven't either.
2: Well, every girl has done Annie and every boy <laughs> has done Oliver.
0: <laughs> True. Yeah, I've done Oliver. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, and then did some school shows Um, from, like, year 10 onwards. I got into Amdram through a teacher who ran one. Um, Yeah, but I've always kind of done singing dan- and dancing at my dance classes, so it was kind of from there. But mm. uh, I never actually stood and sang a song on my own until I was, like, 16. But I've always loved musical theatre. I've been the stagiest kid ever my entire life, so this was inevitable, really.
0: And that's why you are a great guest to have on this podcast.
2: Exactly. We can talk about it forever.
0: <laughs> well Yeah, this might be an extra long episode. <laughs> we do a two parter on this one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and that's the end of that really. And then got into Bird College, met these two lovely boys and here we are. Woo!
0: And you've regretted it ever since.
2: (laughs) I regret the day.
1: (laughs) Just quickly, I touched before you came on about your first job out of college being in France. But Mm. I don't know if you just want to say sort of what that was and how it was.
2: Yeah, well, my first job out of college. So us three graduated last July um, and I got the job just before we graduated. It was funny, girl in Paris. So it was in a relatively new theater out there called the Theatre Um And it was Stephen Meir's production of Funny Girl uh, starring Christina Bianco and Ashley Day. And it was great. I loved every single second of it. Um, it ran from the beginning of November in 2019 and ended at the beginning of March in 2020, right before lockdown happened which was quite handy. Very lucky. Yeah, Yeah, I literally came home and a week later, lockdown had started. So I was like, well, that's good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was amazing. I literally could not, it was the best experience I could ever have wished for. There were so many incredible people in it that I learned so much from. Christina and Ashley and Rachel Stanley and obviously Stephen Mir, who is a phenomenal director choreographer, Joe Goodwin, Stuart Winter, James McKeon, like everybody involved. I just sat the entire time in complete awe of everyone. Like, I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to say (laughs) (laughs) something. But yeah,
1: I've just got to say, I did actually go out to Paris and see the show and it was a bloody good show.
2: (laughs) We had a very good time.
1: I
0: thoroughly enjoyed. Now, for someone that's never been to Paris, what was it like (laughs) living there for a significant amount of time how different was it to be in england
2: it's it's more different than actually 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 <laughs> i thought it would be um well to be fair while i was out there as well there was some pretty bad riots and metro strikes nowhere near as bad as it was when they did guys and dolls before us the strikes there literally cancelled their performances um So basically all Saturday shows were cancelled and called off, which meant that obviously nobody went, which meant it got cancelled early, which was a real shame. Mm. The riots while we were there were mainly the metro strikes, So we had to walk into work every day, um, which wasn't ideal. It was about a 40 minute walk in every day, which was fine because I got to walk through the streets of Paris, which is fun. Unless there was like riot police (laughs) all over the place, which was interesting. And then because our theatre was literally down the road from the president's kind of mansion place, there was always really intense police and security around where we were performing, Um, which again was quite an experience. Um, I think, like, in normal situations, it wouldn't have been so bad, but because there were so many strikes and stuff like that, it was a little bit surreal. But living in a different country, full stop, was, I don't, it was, it was, it was actually okay. I mean, I didn't pick up much French, because most people spoke English. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and... I can pretty much order a coffee and that's about it. But...
0: <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's all you need to be able to do. That's all you need, really, isn't it?
2: Exactly. But, yeah, I loved living in Paris. It was really fun. Um, but I think I'm a London gal at <laughs> heart.
1: Moving swiftly on to the next question then. Connor, go for it.
0: What was the first musical that you saw?
2: Well, I'm afraid I'm going to have to be a content repeater here because it is the same as last week's. It's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang at the Palladium.
1: Yes. Oh. Yeah. A popular choice for the youngsters.
2: Exactly. Well, I think everybody kind of our age that is into musical theatre probably saw that production. Yeah. (laughs) I think I was four years old when I watched it. And that was the first one I kind of vividly remember. But I was a little girl from Derbyshire, so I didn't actually get that much opportunity to watch many big shows.
0: Yeah, because it's a bloody long way.
2: Yeah, it's a bit of a track. I uh, I watched a lot of ballets, actually. Okay. Um, a lot of, like, the Nutcracker, Giselle, Sleepy Beauty.
0: Were they, like, touring or in Derby or in London or...?
2: Yeah, they, they tended to tour a lot and mum always just took me to them.
1: Okay.
2: Um, I think because she was like, oh, I've got a little girl in ballet classes. She's going to be a ballerina. Well, I'm <laughs> sorry to disappoint you, mother. I think and- Andrew Wilson would disagree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I think that's what I remember a lot as being a, as when I was a child, what I remember. Other than that, I watched every old mu- musical there was on VHS. Like, every everyone I could get my hands on, I watched. Um, one I specifically remember was Chicago, except Mum always fast-forwarded through the first scene because obviously it's quite a graphic sex scene. So one day I put it on for myself and didn't skip it because I didn't know I should have done and watched it and went, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> oh, <wow.
0: laughs> I don't remember this from before. <laughs>
2: Where was this scene?
0: And it was from that
1: moment on. Jenny knew that she wanted to do that for a living,
2: <laughs> and that was it. And That's how I wanted to do Melma <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but *Gigi* *Gigi* *Bang Bang*. I think it was most people's first musical from our age. It was the big one yeah. for kids, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like the Matilda of our youth. Yeah.
0: As <laughs> we said last week, mm. it's it was an incredible show. It was an incredible mm. cast. Like you couldn't really ask for much more. Yeah.
2: Literally, and I. You look back now, and obviously you didn't appreciate it at the time, but now I'm like, there were some big names in this bad boy. Oh, yeah, there was. <laughs> and there's still
0: big names now, that's the thing.
2: Exactly. I mean, Carrie Hope Fletcher was one of the kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she was. Yeah. And um,
1: so was John McRae from Everybody's Talking About Jamie.
0: Mm. Was he? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. That's interesting. I'd love yeah. for Chitty to come back now.
2: Yeah. I mean, it tore, didn't it? Was, um, yeah, I
0: did a
1: tour year before last. Steve, oh. Stephen Mayer
2: did with it. With, yeah.
0: yeah, it's truly. So, let's get into the actual soundtrack, the mixtape, mm.
1: shall we? Onto the nitty-gritty. Question number one.
0: <laughs> a song.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Question number one a song that reminds you of your childhood?
2: Well, when I thought of this question, I immediately went to Annie, because as I said, every little girl has been in Annie and every little boy has been in Oliver. Because <laughs> um, that was the first musical I was ever in. And I played Petty, the one that goes, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Um, starring role, feature performer. Of course. Yeah. Of
0: course.
2: Because <laughs> um, I think there's so many iconic ones that, you know as a child really resonated there's obviously all of the disney musicals that i grew up watching constantly yeah um i think mum always put me down in front of musicals because it was the only things that shut me up (laughs) i don't know about (laughs) you guys but like nothing else would keep my focus except a harry potter movie or a musical of course and that's it
1: (laughs) the two staples of life
2: exactly (laughs) um but i think the one that really sums up my childhood was uh, a couple of swells from easter parade um it's fred astaire judy garland it's such a classic it's on every easter on the telly like on bbc one and um me and my best friend emily in our classic dance dance school festival days um did a song and dance duet to this and we had the same choreography from the age of seven to 17 (laughs) i'm i'm talking step turn knee bend knee bend (laughs) like like he step heels like a leapfrog was in it and it stayed the exact same and we always meddled with it and it was kind of like a long it was like a long running joke for a while
0: (laughs) did you ever get any comments about it like it's still the same choreography or did no one actually pick (laughs) up on it
2: uh, like, all the dance schools that we competed against were like, oh, it's Ginny and Emily's song and dance solo. So they'd be like, oh, that. But Obviously, the judge changes every year, so they never know uh, that it's the same. Okay. Um, I think the only thing that changed was our costumes, because we grew quite a lot in it that time. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, actually, I grew. Emily didn't grow that much, which was quite funny. We started <laughs> off relatively the same height, and then I went... and two didn't
0: (laughs) number two this is a very tricky one and I've put Mm. it near the beginning just to throw people off a bit pick a song from your favourite musical if you have one if not, discuss
2: (laughs) (laughs) I actually wrote down I was like right you've got to write down your favourites and then whistle it down and I wrote down all my favourites and went I can't whistle it down yeah. <laughs> um How
0: many were on your favourites list?
2: Let me just count. Hang on, ten. I've got ten. A top ten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> great.
2: Um, yeah, I've got *Singing in the Rain*, *Cabaret*, *Chicago*, *Gypsy*, *West Side Story*, *A Chorus Line*, *The Grinning Man*, *Company*, *Sweeney Todd*, and *Anything Goes*. They're my
0: all. All great shows. How many good shows?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. When I was when I was writing it down, all of a sudden I remembered The Grinning Man and was like, oh my God, that is hands down the best show I've yeah. seen physically. That was a great show.
0: It's one that always slips my memory and then whenever yeah. I think of it, I'm like, oh, wow. It's actually yeah. being broadcast soon. They filmed
2: it Yesterday. when it was on at the
1: Old Vic and they're broadcasting it. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, on the 26th of June, it becomes available for a week. So make sure everybody grabs that opportunity.
1: I'll be straight on there.
0: 100 mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I think I remember being sat and I'd literally just gone because I had a free Saturday and tickets were about 15 quid. And I went, forget it, I'm just going to go because, you know, why not? I went by myself, second row, and I was just blown away. Like the vocals, the talent, the song, the story, everything about it was just flawless.
0: It was great. Yeah. Incredible. I was, when I went, I went towards the very end of the run. Because mm. the whole time, I was like, oh, I don't think it's going to be my thing. I won't enjoy mm. it. Everybody was saying, you need to go and watch it. You will love it. Mm. So I got a ticket. Like, I think it was the last week. And I sat yeah. there and I was like, I wish I could have seen this three or four times. Yeah. 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 But there was no chance for me to do it now because I've waited <sighs> so long.
2: Literally. Um, it was, yeah. I And every time I'm like, oh, I wish I could watch it again because I, it's one that surprises you so much. You're kind of like, you want to watch it again to kind of take on the knowledge you have to rewatch it and appreciate it more. Yeah. Um, so The fact that it's been broadcast, I was like, thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, are we going with a song from The Grinning Man for a song from your favourite musical?
2: I was going to, but I couldn't pick Ooh, just but... one. So contra- controversial, I'm taking another one of my favourites because I think you both know how much I love this song. And it is ladies who lunch from company,
0: of course. Bit of Patty LaPone,
2: a bit of Patty LaPone. You can't beat it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is that the? Because obviously there's a few versions floating around of that song. Is that the one you're going mm. with?
2: Patty version, yes. And I think yeah. I'm gonna go with the one from the most recent one,
1: Just from the suppose. gender bend.
2: Yeah, from the gender bend one, which was phenomenal. Me and Nick went to watch that together, didn't we, Nick? We did. Um, and uh, I when Patty started singing it, I grabbed his leg. <laughs> and squeeze very hard <laughs> um, yeah just because I think she's a star and that that number just always oh, incredible and I know both of you watched the Sontime birthday and um, yes. yeah, they were all phenomenal doing it, it's one of my favourite things I've ever seen, so that is my that is my choice, I know we talked a lot about The Grinning Man but it is Ladies Who Lunch from Company
0: that's a great choice
1: Question number three, a song from your favourite musical that you have been in.
2: Good question. Um, Well, the one I've actually chosen, me and Nick were in together at college. Oh. Yeah. Um, There were some good ones to choose from.
1: You've been in a lot.
2: I have been in quite a few. Um, And there were some good ones to choose from. West Side Story, you know, classic, and drum. Classic. Singing in the rain in the heights, which was quite oh yeah, not not racially accurate as an amdram i'm going i'm going just gonna throw that out there, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I've actually chosen it from anything goes and of course of course, you know, um just because it has a special place in my heart, but the song I chose it's only in one production of it, and it has never been used in any other production, and we just happened to do the nineteen sixty version which has the number Take Me Back to Manhattan oh. in it, which was, it's like, it starts with a jazzy solo by Reno and then goes into this dance break with the angels and it's upbeat and snappy and jazzy and it's just great. And it's never been used in any other version of the number. It has No. And like, you can't find it anywhere. And whenever I mention it to anyone, nobody knows it.
0: They're like, what oh. is that song?
1: I've never heard it. Yeah. There's a couple of songs in that production isn't there that aren't really used anymore at all. No.
2: Yeah. Um or if they are they're definitely in a different order and like Yeah. Aren't yeah in the um, that we use
1: them. what was it that was a ballad in our production that's not normally uh, I get oh. a kick.
2: Yes. It's yes. normally
1: a bit more upbeat. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and usually um Billy's there with her as she sings it. Yeah. But instead ours was like a proper ballad version. Um But I am forever thankful because Take Me Back to Manhattan was probably one of my favourite numbers, even though I could not breathe, because Paul Robinson does not believe in breathing.
1: He does not believe in breathing. But we love that man and we loved that show.
2: Yes, we do with all our hearts. So that is my favourite one.
1: There we go. So that was Take Me Back to Manhattan from Anything Goes.
0: Now question number four.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Pick a song from the last musical that you were in now obviously you've (laughs) mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast Mm -hmm. let's talk about it a bit more (laughs) yeah (laughs) um
2: this was very difficult because oh every single song in this show i just loved with all of my heart um Especially the way Christina did it, because I if you've never heard Christina Bianco, go on YouTube now and listen to she does impressions um of singers. But she's so good at it. She's brilliant. But when she actually sings with her own voice, it's just flawless. I'm saying every single performance, every single time she did it, she never hit a bum note, she never went dodgy. There was never a quiver in anything she ever did. And it was just flawless every time. She is what a professional should be in my mm. eyes, um so every time she did all of these numbers, I had a new appreciation for it every time, so cornet man that she did oh, it was so good, and um, I was so bummed because i her version to me is the best one I've ever heard, and I obviously could only ever listen to it when she did it, but some sneaky person has recorded it and put it on YouTube, so oh. if you want to listen to her version. You just have to dig a little bit, and you can find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so her version of that was amazing. Big old dance number. The girls were exhausted, and Ollie, who played the corner Man, were exhausted by the end of it. But that is a great number. Um, the music that makes me dance is a beautiful ballad. She sings right at the end, um, when Nick's just been arrested. Um, it's Nick. hot. Saying, Nick, what <laughs> do you bad. like? <laughs> It's just heartbreaking. Um, Who Are You Now as well is what she sings to Nick that says, what can I do to help you in any way? Please let me help you. Um, and all of these songs as well. I listened to them in rehearsals and obviously they were beautiful and gorgeous songs, but you only really appreciate them after you've listened to them 5,000 times over and over every night, because you properly listen, and you understand yeah. where they're coming yeah. from. Um, Obviously, it's a show with big, big numbers. Um, everybody lo- loved rat Tat. tat all That was the one everyone sang when we went for a drink afterwards. And I was like, please stop. It causes me such anxiety. Every time I hear the song, I'm like, I need to stand up straight and bevel. Um, <laughs> um, just because I desperately didn't want to get anything wrong because it was so intricate. Um, but my all-time favourite will always be People. Um, of course. Yeah. The way yeah. The way she sang it, the words I mean Jules Stein and Bob Merrill, they're just geniuses. When you actually listen to the way they write the music around the character and around the show. It's just the most beautiful song. It and is. obviously Don't Rain on My Parade is the most iconic and it's used throughout the show. But people to me, I stood I was I used to stand at the side of the stage watching it because I was on in the next scene and quite a few times I had I was crying side stage and I had to wipe them away before I went on stage because it was so beautiful um, I'm so glad that
1: song was in as well because I correct me if I'm wrong anyone listening but I'm pretty sure when they did it in London last with Sheridan Smith that song wasn't in it
2: mm. I I don't remember it cool. so it's I'm so, so when,
1: when I came so to the, see
0: there's a soundtrack of that
1: version yeah there it? is but, but yeah when I came to see it in France I was so glad it was in because I loved that song
0: yeah well um it's on the soundtrack
1: well stand me corrected
2: (laughs) (laughs) i think the thing with the the london the london one that they did they rewrote the book quite a lot they kind of changed it around and tried to do it really differently and whereas our version was probably one of the most close to the original the barbie yeah um and it was yeah we were the closest to the original score book That they had, whereas a lot of different ones have kind of used different songs, they've taken and changed things a lot. Um, So, yeah, ours is kind of old school.
1: Yeah. Sticking it to the OG.
2: Yeah. Keeping it, keeping it, Barbara. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.
3: Say hello to a new era of mental health care.
1: Okay, moving on to question number five, which is a song from a musical you would like to be in.
2: Oh, this was hard. This is very hard. Uh, some notable notable ones, I think Chicago, a chorus line, Follies, City of Angels, Forty Second Street. I love my old schools. Yeah. Anything with a good dance break, you know me.
1: <laughs> Anything with a tap shoe and a bevel.
2: Exactly. That that's where you'll find me. <laughs> um there's some great ones. As well, obviously at Bird especially, I was always kinda of typecast as the older the older lady. I always played a good mum <laughs> um the kind of old divas. They were always my specialty. So um I I think my notable ones is either the Dance Teacher and Billy Elliot. Yeah.
0: Or Mrs. Wilkinson.
2: Mrs. Wilkinson. Or um Tanya from Mamma Mia. They are some <laughs> dream roles up there. Um but for this one, I think anything from Chicago. Oh, it's just a dream. That's one of the soundtracks when I listen to. I can you know, when you imagine it in your head, that's a big one.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um so I think Although it might be a cliche, all that jazz from Chicago, with the with the overture for guns. a reason though, isn't it? Mm, exactly, exactly. It there's you can't really beat it. That or I just can't do it alone. They are yeah. big ones. Mm. I'd love to do that.
0: So you're going with all that jazz
2: from Chicago from Chicago. It. It's a it's a cliche, but you can't beat it.
0: All right. So number 6. If you need any clarification on this one mm. then just ask as Wade did last week. But yeah. a song from a musical that you would happily get rid of. So I, yeah. I don't mean the song you'd get rid of. I mean the actual show you'd the get actual rid of. The
2: show. Okay. So I did pick a number. Um, okay. But... We can
0: he- we can hear that as well.
2: Okay. Well contrary to what you guys were saying last week I am not the biggest fan of Lloyd Webber, and
0: (laughs) quite a lot of his You're one of the Joseph haters. I'm
2: one of the Joseph haters, I'm afraid. There's just something about Mm. it. It's like a cheese grater on me. (laughs) I can't. Um, I'm not dissing the shows in any way. I think they are great, and they are great for a reason, and millions of people love them for a reason. There's just something in me that, oh, I just don't, it's not me. Not a bit of me. And I think the music of the night from Phantom. I just can't I can't love it.
0: Okay. I, I
2: can feel Connor's disgust from over here. I feel like <laughs> I've
1: watched a video somewhere about the music of the night. This is just a little fun fact.
2: Mm. I
1: might be wrong, but apparently it was not originally in the show. It was the last song written in the show when Angela Oliveva realised that the Phantom didn't actually have his own song.
2: No way.
1: Oh, really? So he wrote the music of the night, which lasts about 10 minutes. Yeah. Just to whack it in, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, if Adam a... doesn't have a song, let's give him yeah. half the act. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I just remember being sat in the audience, bearing in mind, in a very bad seat because I was a student and I couldn't afford a good seat. Right. Um, so that might contribute it. But I was just sat there, kind of looking at my watch, like, "Come, is this going to end this song <laughs> at any point? And it kind of does the same tune over and over again. So I was like, <laughs> mm. So that for me is the okay. Is the one I But think we will get on put you yet. on the spot
1: here and ask for mm. a whole musical you'd scrap as well.
2: In which case it's got to be Phantom. I just oh. I know, oh. I know, it's controversial. No. <laughs> God you'll never watch like again. <laughs> I'm not saying anything bad, I just it's not for me. I everybody in it was absolutely fantastic, but I just think it's it can you remember who
0: you saw as Phantom?
2: I actually can't, can but it was it was in third year this time last year. So can you remember who was playing it at that point?
0: <laughs> I think I might know. Mm. Don't get me wrong, he was
2: fantastic. Everybody in it was fantastic. I think it is like it just wasn't every, a bit the, of you. No, I think the storyline I just couldn't sympathise with anyone. Like, the Phantom is like, oh, I'm all sad and ugly and I want this girl, so I'm going to kidnap her and make her love me. And I was like, I don't sympathise with any of
1: it. I think that's the best retelling of Phantom of the Opera I've ever heard.
2: She
1: <laughs> doesn't love me, so I'll kidnap her. No, I'm
2: going to kidnap no, her so and keep her has... in my creepy lair.
1: <laughs> everyone has their own opinions on different things, don't they? So mm, some people exactly. will like one thing, other people like another.
2: Exactly. You know, I'm a massive fan of the sound of music. I'm not proud of it, but here we are.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so are yeah. going with I am.
2: I'm afraid so. I'm sorry. Please, no. Okay. The Android Weber snipers, please don't come at me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We'll move on before you say anything else that might get you killed. I know. Um, (laughs) Question number seven is a song from your guilty pleasure musical. I have a feeling I know what you're going to say now.
2: Yeah, I feel like you do. And I'm going to use this platform as a way to fight my case. (laughs) It is. And I refuse to call it a guilty pleasure because there is nothing guilty about loving this musical and this song. And it is grief too. Uh... It is not a guilty pleasure. Grease <laughs> Two is a better movie than Grease, and I have an argument as to why. Here we go. <laughs> so my <laughs> song, my song is "Cool Rider" from Grease Two, and a lot of people say it is a terrible movie and one of the worst musicals ever made, and they are wrong. Those people are wrong. <laughs> Firstly, Stephanie, the lead, uh, the lead character in Grease 2, compared to Sandy in Grease 1, she's a badass, she's a feminist, she knows what she wants, she's going to let you know what she wants, where Sandy like, oh, I'm mopey, and I'm just going to cry about this fact that this boy won't love me, so I'm going to change myself so he does. (laughs) Terrible message for young girls. (laughs) Not good, no. Whereas Cool Rider is a badass song about a girl who's like, this is what I want, a hot, sexy guy who's going to, like, you know, stick it to me, yeah. That's what I want. And then she gets that guy. <laughs> um, secondly, Michael, the lead character, the lead male in uh, Grease 2, he leads a whole double life for the whole film and does it successfully. He also learns to ride a motorbike. He goes after what he wants, and he gets it because he knows how to. Plus, he's hotter than John Travolta. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, he is. And also a girl for all seasons as the big spectacular number is it's amazing what more could you want there is different costumes for every season there's bad point work and you get to see the costume changes it's amazing and i stand by that it is a better film
3: everybody I mean, go
2: watch grease 2
0: that's two very controversial opinions in a row there from that you. is <laughs> brave very brave
2: it is brave, but you know what? I believe in what I believe.
0: You've got to stick by it, haven't you, I guess?
2: Exactly. You've got to stick to your guns. Grease 2 is one of my favourite musicals. It's not in the top 10,
0: but it's up there. <laughs> it's not in the top 10, but it's one of my favourites. <laughs> it's 11 to 15.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's in the honorary mentions.
0: Honorary mentions. Honorary mentions. That's definitely staying in.
2: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> So that was going with cool, cool,
0: rider. cool Rider.
2: Cool Rider by Grief Two, which, by the way, you can't get the sheet music to because I have tried. Of course, and I are. think
0: there's a reason why. <laughs> Take the hint. <laughs> Awful. Okay, now the final question. Mm-hmm. We're going to end it with an overture. What is mm-hmm. your favourite overture?
2: This was easy, hands down, no question. It's West Side Story. I think Straight it's, it's there. beautiful. Yeah, it's it's just beautiful. You can't beat it. I mean, Leonard Bernstein was a genius. He was also a classical composer. So obviously, it's not just the standard musical theatre overture. It's just, I think it reaches new levels. Yeah. Mm. And it, it's almost a ballet. Well, obviously, West Side Story is so ballet-based anyway. Jerome Robbins and everything, but yeah, for me, I used to have the CD in the car, and we used to listen to it over and over and over. It's
0: yeah. a, it's, it's a, a, great a very choice. good one.
2: Mm.
1: yeah,
0: I haven't actually, I've not actually seen a show of it, but like, I've only, I've been in it a couple of times. Like I've done an amateur <laughs> version of it a couple of times, mm. and I've seen the film a lot, but I've never actually like seen a production of it. No, I saw I the touring know. version a couple of years ago.
1: I say a couple mm. years ago, I was probably about sixteen. Yeah. Was, yeah, was... a couple
2: of years ago feels like sixteen, but it's not. Yeah. It? It's not. <laughs> We're old now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I don't think I've ever seen an actual production of it. Been in it once as a sixteen-year-old, but I am very excited to watch the new film that's coming out of it.
1: Yes, there is a new film, is Steven Spielberg's doing it.
2: Yeah. You know, that's so quite
0: controversial, that one. Yeah.
2: Mm.
0: But you love Beacon. a bit of controversy, don't you, Ginny?
2: <laughs> I'm just <laughs> keeping it interesting. I'm keeping the viewers in.
1: <laughs>
2: no, but the f- the film isn't controversial. I thought it was the Broadway production. There's a bit of controversy.
0: But the new one, one is because they've cut. They've cut um... Oh, yeah. I feel pretty, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, like
2: basically all of the girls'
0: songs. It'll be an interesting watch.
2: Yeah. It'll
0: I'm, be sure it'll be great. I'm sure it'll be great.
2: Yeah, I'm excited for that and the In the Heights movie.
0: Yes. That's, That's been be... pushed back, hasn't it?
2: But mm. well, it's going to be phenomenal.
0: It will be. It'll be very good. Yeah. as the Piragua guy. Mm. Yeah. That'll be a nice little cameo.
2: Yeah, a nice little, hi, I'm here. I wrote this. Hi. <laughs> he has to get
0: in Piragua, there somewhere, didn't he? Piragua. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So shall we shall we go back and read you your mixtape? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Here we go. Track number one, A Couple of Swells from Easter Parade. Mm-hmm. Track number two, Ladies Who Lunch. The most recent version in London. My face. With Patty Lapone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <coughs> Take me back to Manhattan from anything goes is track number three. Yeah. And then trick number four is "People" from Funny Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that jazz from Chicago. Mm-hmm. With a lot of honorable mentions there, but I can't remember all of them because you named know, about twelve. <laughs>
3: <streams>. <laughs>
0: uh, Music of the Night from Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. <sighs> cool Rider from Greece too. Yes, yeah. hurts to say. <laughs> And the West Side Story overture to finish off the mixtape. Yeah. How do you feel about that hearing it back?
2: I mean, there is some very funny choices, isn't there? I don't <laughs> think it flows, but it's. I feel like we should rename
1: it the controversial mixtape. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you know what? We could all pick your classic ones, but how interesting is that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Got <laughs> keep it fresh. We a... have the first two we've had have been very interesting. Yeah. Mm. Mix- there have been some odd selections. Oh, we didn't <laughs> ask the question we added in last week. The favorite Mega Mix. Oh, yeah. favorite
2: Mega Mix. God. We'll add you that know. in. Okay. Favorite okay. Mega mix. Favorite Mega Mix. I think it's got a bit this again. Kind of hurts me to say, but it it definitely is my favorite and it's Mamma Mia. Huh? Okay. You
1: just
2: you well, can't beat a bit of, of ever. Another. Exactly. Me. because nothing gets me up and dancing like an ABBA medley it's the best especially after a gin and tonic or two that's me (laughs) gone. but yeah that's my my mega mix
0: so we're going to end it with, oh wow so we go from the West Side Story Overture straight into the Mamma Mia Mega Mamma Mia Mega wow What a mixtape that is.
2: <laughs> it's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster of emotions.
1: It is,
0: isn't it? It really it is. Thank you for all the emotions. Right, that is the end of this week's podcast. Thank you very much, Ginny, for coming on.
2: Thanks very much, boys. It's been a pleasure.
0: It's been a pleasure having you. If you liked listening to this episode, give it a rating on Apple Podcasts, a five star one, if possible, because <laughs> then more people will find it. We'll be able to get better people on. Not that Ginny was rubbish.
2: We'll get better.
0: We'll get loads more people on.
2: Kind of
1: practice. I worded
0: that really badly. Remember,
1: that? <laughs> remember, give us a follow on Instagram. We might follow you back
0: if you are lucky. Only. Yeah, know. We'll, say, we'll, we'll say that, but we probably won't. Because it looks cool with only us two being followed. But, but yeah, follow us on Instagram, MT Mixtape. You'll find out everything you need to know on there. Thanks for listening. And we'll see
1: you next week.
0: Goodbye.